Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am, as always, Morten Røvik, and as always, I'm here with my good friend and colleague Lars Rodskill Henriksen. Dobri den, Lars. <laughs> Hello, Morten. Good to see you as always, and as always, looking forward to recording another episode for our listeners and viewers. If you have not listened to this podcast before, our purpose is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. So we hope that this episode supports you in that. And if it does, we'll always love to hear from you. And if you're new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of the podcast to get the basics of getting things done. So this is episode number 64 of the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to today's topic, which can hopefully really help some GTDers out there. Yes, we dubbed this Verse and how can GTD help? Um, and uh, as we record this, we are just at, uh, you know, we are still having uh, the pan- pandemic is still here. And now we have, on, in addition, we have uh, Putin attacking Ukraine. And for those of you who paid attention, I said Dobry Den, which is uh, Ukrainian for hello or hi. So in support of uh, the Ukrainian people, not getting political, but this is, um, you know, um, a worrisome topic, which plays into today's topic of the the podcast. Hmm. So, um, and and we talked about, you know, I don't know if you ever are prone to, to worrying. Um, I, sometimes I catch myself worrying a little about the world and uh, you know where are we going and uh, will we will ever, ever some kind of normal come back it's like uh, mm. yeah so, so and um, uh, I don't know if um, you know David Allen says that uh, have your attention on what have your attention and then yeah. he continues with saying when you have your attention on what has your attention you will really understand what has your attention and then yeah. digging deeper that when you get your mundane stuff out of your brain, or the, the really important stuff kind of shows up. And they might be worried about something or it could be just something different, more like life changing something. And um, I wanted to, to for us to dive a little into this, um, you know, the thinking of being uh, worrisome and how what can we do about that? Does GTD help? And for those of you who don't want to wait until we explain, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some concrete uh, suggestions for you. So, But um, Lars, um, we talked a little in pre-show, you never worry. That's correct, <laughs> I think. <laughs> never worry. No. no, of course I do, like anyone else. I, I will, uh, of course, worry about some things, especially in these uh, challenging uh, times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I often, as I was saying, I, I often find myself, I, I think, and that probably comes back to, to the, the years of the GTD practice, that mm-hmm. I will relatively quickly find a way to to either, you know, you know, really really clarify that worry in, in the GCD sense and figure out, well, what can I actually do about this mm. and be really good at either throwing it out uh, mm. and then, uh, or otherwise try to find some small step that I could do to actually move forward. It might not impact the, the, the big thing or the actual reason behind the worry, but mm. it, it will help me feel the sense of control that we all benefit from with, uh, with mm. GCD. Yeah. So I and I do this. I have the same as you. Of course, we worry a little when something shows up. You can, don't have control over, especially um, like the, the pandemic or 
Putin. Um, but also, you know, uh, your health, some person close to you having health problems, um, you know, uh, economy, um, uh, you know, and everything in between that you mm. can worry about. And for those who are in, um, I have uh, my brother-in-law's wife is from Ukraine, his uh, mother-in-law um is in ukraine right now in kiev and the bombs mm. are there so of course uh, i worry for him worry for her um and you know and this of course this is you don't have control over this and this might uh, even ruin your day and um, mm. if you just take a step back i think the step number one of um <clears throat> deal with worries is to acknowledge that you have one and that starts with capture. So if you write everything that has your attention down and you have a worry, you write that down as well. And people, sometimes when I tell them that you, you should write down everything you, you're decided to do something about, that you might want to do something about, or something that you have a worry on. When I say the last, people say, do I need to write that down? Well, if you don't want it to bug you, write it down. And mm. um, I think that's the, um, the first step. And... Um, can you take us through the, the clarify process um, and um, just for the listeners and viewers to understand mm. what, what is the clarify and how can that help with, uh, with your worries? Yeah, exactly. So for everything that we capture when we sit down and, and define our work, the first step is to, to clarify these things, meaning first figuring out what it is, whatever showed up. And, you know, we, we apply this process, whether it's, you know, a letter in your mailbox or an email that came in or, or a worry or another thought that, that popped into your mind that you captured on, on paper on your digital system. The uh, first thing to figure out is what is it? And really think that through. And I mean, perhaps that question is even more relevant when it comes to something like the worry to really understand mm. what it actually is. And just a reflection on my side regarding that is that I will often tend to, I can easily overwhelm myself if I don't disconnect those two processes in writing things down and, and clarifying it. Mm. It's so easy for my brain to to melt down if I, if I don't disconnect those two processes. So nice to write it down, nice to sit down and then really actually think it through when I'm, when I'm ready and fresh and awake to, to do that. So first mm. question is, what is it? Second question is, is it actionable? So this is something mm. that you can do something about, want to do something about and really being clear on that decision on whether you say yes or no to that question. Mm. And if it's a no question, first option is to trash it, get rid of it. Mm. Second option is to, to archive or reference it. So place it in a system where you know you can find it again at a later stage. And the last option is to incubate it, meaning to park it on a someday maybe list, for example. Mm. And if it is actionable, we have that third question, which is what's the next action, the next physical visible action that I would see you take to move things forward. How would you move things forward on this? Would you call someone, email someone, draft a presentation, um, whatever it might be, identify that next action. And if that takes less than two minutes, we like to do it right away mm. if it's appropriate in the context where you're in. Second option is to consider whether you're the right person to do it. If not, then delegate it. And last option is to defer it, meaning that you will do it at some point later. Um, and last question is, is there a project related to this? Or are you done with that single next action? Or is there something more that we need to get done about this? And in that case, we also identify the project, meaning the desired outcome. What are you looking to achieve? What does the world look like when you can cross this off your list? Mm. That's the questions in the clarify step. 
very well explained. Thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. well, you did an excellent job. I paid attention. Uh, no, but um, I want to add a little on the on the decision making part when you make the clarifies. First, understand what is it, and if you think about a worry, like um, I could worry today. See what I have. For those of you who can <laughs> see this on screen, this is a. A uh, rapid test for COVID. I tested positive this morning. Oh, <laughs> yeah! You didn't know that. That was a little surprise. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> but and I could worry about this, but I don't um, because I decided not to. Um, I'm sure I will be fine. I have uh, three vaccines, and, uh, and that's something I've done something about. You know that when I started having worry about you know pandemic. And COVID-19, I started thinking, oh, what can, you know, is there something we can do? And when they, the vaccines start coming, I thinking that what I can do as a, um, both as an individual to protect me, but also protect the ones around me is to take the vaccines when they are available. So I've done, mm. uh, you know, normal <clears throat> double dose and then a booster after since I'm such an old person. I did the same as well. So. Yeah, okay, so you're also old. Thank you for I'm letting also me off. <laughs> you let me off the hook. Thank you. <laughs> no, but uh, so so when I, you know, I I don't have heavy symptoms. It's like I'm sure you can you can't even see that I have something. It broke yesterday um, mm. afternoon, night, and um, you know, I don't feel bad yet. Maybe tomorrow, but. Hey, I've done what I could. So, but um, if you go back to the decision-making process, there is that if you have something you decided, well, well this is a worry. If you identify this as a worry, when you get it out and like the, the, what we are in now is the, the war with Ukraine or not mm. our war with Ukraine, but the Russians has invaded Ukraine and they are fighting as we speak uh, around Ukraine. And, and Putin has... Uh, pressured us in the Western world. I have put my uh, atomic uh, arsenal in combat readiness, I think is more or mm. less his words. And, and if you're not worried before he said that, maybe you are worried now. Maybe you didn't know this. I'm sorry if I added to your <laughs> worries, but, but this is reality at the moment. And, and then when you identify, like, I worry for the war in Ukraine spreading or not stopping, something like that. And then you can ask yourself, this question is that, you know, are, am I going to do something about it? Or then add a question is that if I'm going to do something about this, you can ask, can I do something about this? No, I can't do something about this. This is a worry. You identify this as a worry. You can't do something about it. Well, maybe you can. Maybe you want to support it, uh, you know, the Ukraine government economically. You can, uh, there's a lot of, maybe you want to donate money to a relief um, agency that's down there to make help. Mm. Uh, I don't know. That might be a next action. But if you are not identifying this something you ca you are going to do something about, but just a worry. Our colleague in Finland, uh, Jukka Bakman, has uh, something he, he showed me a few years back. We talked about this. Um, back in, I think, 2019 or maybe 2018, he had some challenges in his life at the moment that was worrying him, and right, right, righteously so, because, you know, there, there were worrisome things. And mm. he, he then um, decided to do something I find fairly genius, is to create what he called a worry list. 
And the way that he attacked yeah. this is, I think that's where we will be able to give people something. And that is, uh, he will then write down what he was worried about. On this list, it's um, like a sub-list of the someday maybe lists, or it could be just a separate list, it doesn't matter. Just yeah. it's non-actionable. You can't do something about this, not for reference, not for trash, but you is you're worrying about this. And then you can do um uh what I found fairly genius is that he uh, he added half an hour to his uh weekly review where he uh decided I will spend one hour hour a week really worrying about this. I will wallow, I will uh, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, he will put his body inside all this and 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 feel the 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 worry on his body for half an hour, mm. and then when that is finished, and then he, if something surfaces like there's something I want to do about this or I can do about this, then he will write that down, capture it, clarify and organize it. But if nothing did, he he kind of park that emotions in on that list and then what he mm. said uh, what, which I totally believe him is that when you are then finished with that you can leave it on the list it will not follow you in your everyday life and and that goes to say the same thing that we call the Saigarnik effect um, and for those of our listeners who don't know this maybe you can explain the Saigarnik effect Lars <laughs> <laughs> yes, explainer-in-chief coming right up. Yeah. Um, so the psychotic effect. Um, around, I think, 100 years ago now, back in the 1920s, I believe, the Russian psychologist uh, by the name of Luma Saigonik actually identified this as being uh, you know, a way our brains are wired in the sense that we identify these incompletes in our lives and they tend to take off mental space. And that's really a lot of what we try to do with GTD is to try to get ahead of that process instead of these things actually ending up in the back of your head, uh, try to capture them uh, before they, they end up in there. Because mm. if you don't capture them, then they will tend to just be stored somewhere in your brain and they will tend to just jump out at you at any given random time, typically mm. when you cannot do anything about them. Mm. So that's the effect that you experience when you drive home from, from work or you put your head down on the pillow at night. Uh, those those things that will tend to show up at that time, those are the things that are, you know, that's the psychotic effect in play, in action, mm. to actually these these things. And then popping up in your mind once again to remind you that, ah, there's something mm. not not finished about mm. this thing. And, and one of the, th uh, the examples we use when we teach this is that if you are... We are doing a thought experiment, at least I do this as I, I tell people that um, let's imagine that you are now home where you live and you are getting ready to go to bed and then suddenly you remember some important papers you just have to bring to your office tomorrow and they are in a cabinet or in a shelf or a drawer where you don't see them the, mor the morning after. What do, we, what do you do with these papers? Where do you put them, if any, anywhere? And a lot of people then says, well, I will put those papers in my bag or my, my, um, my briefcase by the door. Mm. And, and then I ask people, why do you do that? Well, I do that not to forget things. But then I will ask them, that's not the full truth, is it? Because you do it to be able to forget them as well. Yeah, and this is the Sagarnik effect in um, 
you know, in real life is that if you park it on a list and your brain trusts us, you will see it later, your brain can let go of, go of this thing. And the same thing is true with uh, worries. If you park them there and promise yourself, I will look at this once a week and I will allow myself to worry then, but until then it stays on the list. If you tell your brain this, that actually helps. Hmm. Yeah, and it's a genius strategy. I have to agree. It's a really good tip, and it's a, it's a good tip to share in this podcast as well, especially in these uh, these times. Uh, hopefully, mm. this will be valuable for for people out there to try for themselves, if and when these kinds of items show up in their entries. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do believe uh, believe this is a, this is a very good strategy, and um, um, and it also ties into something you and I have, and Yuka and a lot of other GTDers has found out about uh, life uh, and, and the universe is that we are, you know, our, our journey through life, we have understood that we are stoic. Um, that is, we are living um, the stoicism um, life, which stoicism, for those of you who don't know, this is um, a philosophical direction. Um, it's um, it's not a it's not religious at all. It's just a set of you might call them best practices. And one of the most important ones is that you know the worry does not help. Um, mm. And um, I think I mentioned to you before, maybe even in this podcast, but the first person I met that was a stoic, uh, or the first persons were my mother and father. And I'm going to tell a very personal story, so I hope that you will um, allow me this. <laughs> but my 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 mother and father, when they were around 20, um, they had a life-altering event happening to them. On you know, they didn't know each other at the time, but they both had um, something happen to them. And I remember I go back to when. Um, I started worrying about the pan, pan, pandemic um, a few, you know, uh, maybe a year and a half, two years ago when we really understood what this is and that it doesn't go, it doesn't leave us and it, it's killing people and you're getting worried mm. about this. I remember telling my father, more or less like I was a little whiny, I, I admit this, I said to my father, oh, this will never get over. It's like maybe take one year to be finished. Now, you know, it's more than one year, but at the time mm. I thought that was true and I was really, you know, whining a little, uh, feeling sorry for myself. And my father then looked at me and said, son, when I got polio, he got polio uh, at the age of 20. He woke up one morning after feeling um, like he had some, like, like a cold or a, uh, an influenza flu and woke up three days after and he told me, well, it took me one year to be able to sit up in the bed by myself, mm. by my own forces. I could not, I needed help for one year to be able to sit up in the bed. And and mm. that kind of like, I started thinking, <laughs> and that was that was life smacking right in my face. Thank you, Dad. Uh, but it is mm. true because when it comes to worries, the only thing that you can do uh, with a worry is to accept. If there's something you cannot do something about, you just have to accept this is reality, and you have to ask yourself, how can I? adapt to this reality how can i mm. how can i make this the best version version of my life and accepting that this is happening so so <clears throat> imagine you wake up after have feeling a little head cold 
three days after and you can't move you can't get out of bed you can't you can't you don't have muscles from your lungs and down my father was there and if it continued a little more he would not be able to breathe and he would have died Mm. but he didn't and of course i'm grateful for that thank you daddy (laughs) you're still around (laughs) he's 90 and still kicking ass uh, in his own way um and um but he's uh he's Stoicism has helped me, um, and he don't know what Stoicism is. It's just the way he is. He looked at, mm. okay, imagine that you can't work ever again. How will you get a job? How will, will you arrange your life so that you actually have a life? Um, and my father and my mother later, when they met, they hooked up, then married, and then got me a, at some point. And I grew up with this. This is normal for me to have two parents mm. sitting in a wheelchair, and 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 to to um, accept your reality. I think it's it's very important just to say that I can't do something about this, and worrying does not help. So mm. what can I do? I can just accept things as they are. And try and work around it, find the best solutions. So my, both my mother and her father has rich lives. They are enjoying. My mother died a few years back. My, my father is still with us, and he's he's happy. He's positive. He's happy with his life, and you know he did the best he could with what he had. And I think that's mm. important. We have a saying in Norwegian. I don't know if this is translatable into English. I will give that job to you after. How would you translate that? Yeah, so how you deal, not, not, not how things are, but how you deal with them, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, and that is, has everything with your ability to, to deal with surprise and accept realities as they are. So can we do something about the war in Ukraine? Yeah, maybe something. We can do some, you know, we can make protests. We can support, uh, you know, some some um, uh, efforts for for help, relief, or maybe even, you know, you can join up the army. <laughs> That's maybe not recommended, but <laughs> you can army, but you can do something. But mm. you have to accept that now this is out of your control and this is where we are. I don't, does that yeah, make exactly. sense? Then? And it adds perspective as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it adds perspective as well to some of the things that might, you know, annoy you during your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And, and then these, these bigger things happen and hopefully uh, can have a, a, you know, a positive impact in that sense that it helps you put things into perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps, in, you know, in this case also, I, I do see some things that, that are inspiring as well in the sense of how people then deal with them. Um, as an example, we, we have a, a GTDer in the Danish GTD community um, who is now organizing these uh, support concerts, for example, to, to raise mm. money. Uh, we see from our um, Ukrainian franchisees, Lava as well, uh, mm. sharing uh, links on how to, how to donate money. Um, I see from my a uh, business network uh, roundtable. Um, I see how they, you know, some people are organizing ways to uh, send things and uh, send help in some way. Some people are even driving there themselves to, mm. to help out in any way that they can. So in, in, in some sense, uh, there are some, some um, you know, inspiring aspects as well in, in seeing how people then deal with them and try to, again, you're not able to impact the, the war, at least in, uh, in, in where most of us are in the positions that we have and the lives that we have. 
have and the networks that we have. But uh, it's you know seeing seeing how people then try to deal with these things and try to you know um, do something about them in the way that they can. Hmm. Yes. Um, so my, my suggestion, well, this is going to be a little shorter episode, I see, because we are, don't have any more than like mm-hmm. 23 minutes, but I don't, that's not very important to me that we are super long. Um, what I hope that we have accomplished uh, so far in this episode is to give you, the listener and viewer, if you're on YouTube, uh, some um, idea of, of how to handle your worries and that it is actually possible to do something about them, even though you can't do something about uh, the, uh, what causes the worries. Um, mm. But it is, is there is a way to park them so that you can um, look at it when you want to look at it, and it doesn't because you know if you worry too much, that um, hinders you to get things done to anything like take mm. care of your family, you know, do your job, um, do groceries. If you are overwhelmed with worries, you can't do very much. You will sit in your bed and don't get out. Yeah. Maybe. You know, self-medicate with something. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, but I think it makes sense that this would be a shorter episode because I think you know this is an episode that is very much directed at what's going on right now and a specific, mm. concrete advice in how to deal with it. Mm. So hopefully, this will help people, you know, try to to deal with things in in the way that they can mm. can do, you know, from from their position. And and I think the the practical tip coming mm. back from from Yuka with this uh, worry list, I, I really hope that this helps some people out there who will benefit from having this kind of list and dealing it with it in this kind of way hmm. and um, th- there is one thing that is true is that uh, with this life is uh, just a few truths that we can say that's that after you're born you will die at some point so just get ready for that <laughs> if you worry about this you can't avoid it just accept it this will happen but uh, the second truth that i would like to throw to you is that life will throw you curveballs. You can't see what's, what surprises are around the corner. They might be good, they might not be, but it doesn't help worrying about the things that's not happening to you. So just get mm. ready, get your ducks in a row, as David Allen would say, capture everything that has your attention, clarify what it means to you, organize it in system, and reflect on that on a regular basis and then do the most important things. And uh, that will keep your um, head clear so that if you have a worry, you might identify it as a worry and then park it on a list as we suggested. And mm, I would check. like to, to um, ask our listeners to, to share how do they handle worries if they have some alternative um, ways of handling worry. Um, uh, that might be inspiring to other people. And I'm, I'm sure we will do um, a listener questions, uh, comments uh, uh, episode next time, or maybe the time after, but at least we have, um, we will be able to lift your, your ideas into the, to the next episode maybe. So. Yeah, no, that's a great, great tip and would love to hear from you how you, how you deal with them and then we can share it. Absolutely agree. Great mm. idea. Okay. So, Lars, will you take us out? 
Yes, let us wrap up this episode. And we always do that by reminding you to head on over to gtdnordic.com to find the local country websites in the Nordics, because on each of those sites, you will find all of the activities that we engage in, speeches, coaching, and seminars, and also the newsletters, articles about GTD uh, and other uh, offerings in, in there. If you're out the, outside the Nordics, then gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partners. Um, and lastly, we always really hope that you find these episodes valuable. I think especially maybe this one. Um, if this Indeed. or GCD in any way has uh, made a difference in your life, please consider helping us spreading the message to more people by you know rating the podcast on iTunes, sharing it with a friend, rating us on Spotify, wherever you listen, wherever that makes sense for you. It really helps the discoverability of the podcast and helps more people learn GCD, which is why we are here. Hmm. Indeed. We are nearing 200,000 downloads now, which I'm very happy to, to say. So it's apparently we've hit a nerve. People are downloading um, uh, our episodes. This is good. And I hope that we are helping making your world a little better. So thank you for listening. And until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.